The inflation report for the month of June is out and shows some promising signs for the U.S. economy moving forward. ChatGPT creator OpenAI is being sued by the Federal Trade Commission. We will dive into details on these stories and much, much more coming up on today's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. It is Monday, July 17th, 2023, and we are here for another news episode. Glad to be back after we missed the Friday news show. We will get into some of the news uh, that we would have talked about then, as well as some other news as well. We've got a lot of stuff for you guys to get into today, but before we get into anything, before we talk about a single thing, let's jump into the weather for today. So we start out in Los Angeles, California, where there will be some isolated thunderstorms moving through the area with a high of 88 degrees. And in Houston, Texas, again, expect some isolated thunderstorms to come through the area with a high of 101 degrees. That heat wave just nonstop there in Houston. Chicago, Illinois, expect mostly clear skies today with a high of 80 degrees. And rounding it out, we have New York City with, again, mostly clear skies and a high of 90 degrees. So, some isolated thunderstorms moving through the West Coast, which, you know, is always good to have that rain, to have, you know, that moisture coming through. You don't want to get it getting too dry, but of course, that heat is still rather intense over there. Uh, Hopefully, that can just, you know, cool off a touch, back off just a touch over there, especially if it's going to be rainy and humid and gross. Mix that with 101 in Houston. That just doesn't sound like a good time. It's bad enough to have like 85, 90 and humid like we have here in New York. That's torture enough. I couldn't imagine bringing that up another 10 or so degrees. Uh, I'm good on that. 101 and wet? Nope. Nope. Pass. Done. No, thank you. But yeah, like I said, we weren't here for Friday's show, but we are back for today, and we have a pretty normal week ahead, as we talked about in yesterday's week ahead episode, Uh, but we will have episodes as usual this week, Uh, so don't miss out on any of those. I just want to give that quick little plug at the top, and make sure to join us on Clubhouse as well in the afternoons. Uh, I I just want to give this information at the top for you guys, so you know exactly where you can find us and how often. You know, we have rooms on Clubhouse. The link to that is in the show notes always where we get into not only the live stream of these episodes again, but we have more news that didn't make it into the show, stuff that came out after the show's release. We get into more topics or deeper discussion on these stories here in the show. So don't miss out on any of that as well. Plenty of content for you guys coming out all week. Those rooms are, of course, at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless otherwise noted by me on Clubhouse. But Beyond that little plug at the top, I don't have much to talk about. We've got plenty of news to get into today, so let's jump right into it. And as promised, we have a bit of a recap of the NATO summit that took place in Lithuania last week. And as expected, it mainly focused on the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, along with celebrating the entry of Finland into the alliance after a long-standing neutrality 
with a cordial relationship with Moscow for quite some time. That was up until Russia did invade Ukraine. That is when Finland's alliance or really neutrality with Moscow kind of came to an end. And really the results of this summit were quite concise and as expected ukraine did not receive an invite to join nato during this summit which concerned some at first including ukrainian president Zelensky. however those concerns were soon quelled quite a bit as not only the united states but other major countries including g7 countries announced continuous support for ukraine as it continues its fight to push russia out of its land and this was something that again we expected to happen we had talked about it when we broke down the preview of the summit last monday uh ukraine was not expected to get that invite they were more looking for securities of course they would have loved to have the invite to nato but at the very least they wanted more securities from the nato countries to make sure that their supplies and their support wouldn't die out And Zelensky expressed both his disappointment and gratitude in remarks made after returning from the summit. And one thing worth noting about Ukraine's entry to NATO is that the alliance has removed one requirement for the country to become a member of the alliance. And that is the member action plan. And the reason for this move is really due to the close ties that Ukraine holds with many of the NATO countries already. So that member action plan has been taken away. They don't need that in order to join NATO. So that was one barrier removed and one thing that just helped to quell those concerns with Ukraine about their entry. And really during the summit, they got a fair amount of assurance that they will be able to join NATO uh, down the line. And one last note about the summit here, moving away from Russia, Ukraine, President Biden during the summit reassured the support from the United States to remain a key member of NATO due to some existing concerns that the nation could withdraw at any point in the future. So that was one focus from the president and the United States during this summit. The June inflation report came out last Wednesday and the numbers reveal some positive signs about the direction of the U.S. economy. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Consumer Price Index showed an annual increase of 3% between June of 2022 and June of 2023. In other words, inflation sits at 3% for the month of June, a far cry and massive improvement from the 9.1% inflation rate we were seeing this time last year. While there were small increases in food prices and energy was down massively compared to a year ago, the ultimate killer for this last month's report was shelter. Between 2022 and 2023, the prices for shelter rose 7.8% and were up 0.4% between May and June. 
And food, like stated before, saw just a small increase between the months of May and June, going up just 0.1%. Meanwhile, energy has seen a massive improvement, like I mentioned before, from June of last year to June of this year, showing a decrease of 16.7% in price, while still increasing 0.6% between May and June of this year. Used vehicles dropped 0.5%, while airline costs fell 8.1% on a monthly basis, with the latter improving by 18.9% on an annual basis. But while a fair number of these figures look positive, we do have to strip back that number a little bit and look at another figure to understand what will come next. So according to the June report, core inflation, the inflation figure that removes food and energy prices, still sits at a sticky 4.8%. Now, this is an improvement from May, which had a core inflation rate of 5.2%. So it is a sizable difference, a sizable improvement. However, it still sits far above what the Fed is looking for, that being a 2% core inflation rate, and that means that an interest rate hike is looking more and more likely when the Fed meets on the 25th and 26th of this month. If they do end up raising rates once again, it will likely be a 0.25% increase and could quite possibly be the last for quite some time while the Fed looks to see how prices change for a number of months. That is not a certainty though and only time will tell to see how those interest rate hikes are affected, whether they continue to raise them or leave them alone. We'll just have to wait and see for future months numbers to come out to determine that. What had been considered a bit of a cold case might now have just seen a massive breakthrough. And what I'm talking about here are the Gilgo Beach murders, a string of 11 killings that took place over a decade ago, with the bodies being discovered at Gilgo Beach in New York in 2010. However, since that discovery, investigators have been trying to uncover the person responsible for these killings. And on Thursday, an arrest was finally made, that being 59-year-old, Rex Heerman of Nassau County. Investigators as well as prosecutors noted the depths of evidence used along the way, from pizza crusts to bottles to human hairs, electronic signals from disposable phones, a belt, and much more. There was also documentation released by the prosecution following the arrest that documented the different items found in Heerman's search history, including searches on the victims and their families, child pornography, and other sadistic materials. In a courtroom on Friday, prosecutors looked for Heerman to be denied bail, citing these different investigative finds along with Heerman's history of gun possession and his reason for being a flight risk and more. Judge Richard Ambrose agreed ordering for Heerman to be held without bail, quote, because of the depravity of the allegations, end quote. Now, it is important to note that Herman is not currently being charged for all of these murders. At this time, he is only being charged with the deaths of three of the victims, but is considered the prime suspect in a fourth. Investigations into these other victims will also continue moving forward as this case goes on. 
We are starting to see the fight over AI technology unfold, and the latest blow was a lawsuit by the Federal Trade Commission against OpenAI, the creator of the tremendously popular ChatGPT. This lawsuit was announced first in the Washington Post on Thursday, where a 20-page letter from the agency to the AI company was published, detailing the complaints against them. The main issues at hand in this lawsuit include determining whether the company violated consumer protection laws by pushing high levels of false information through their chatbot. They will also be looking to see whether the company violated consumer privacy laws along with other concerns. Within that letter published to the Post, the FTC was looking for OpenAI to send them information on their AI technology, products, customers, privacy safeguards, and data security arrangements. OpenAI Sam Altman tweeted later on that he was disappointed that the suit was made public through a leak, but said that the company would cooperate with the agency. This is not the first time OpenAI has faced scrutiny from regular Regulators, Italian federal regulators, for example, blocked ChatGPT temporarily due to privacy concerns, while watchdogs in France, Ireland, Spain, Canada, and others have all started paying closer attention to the company and its all-popular product, with some already launching investigations into the matter. However, this isn't even OpenAI's first legal battle here in the United States. Comedian Sarah Silverman and two authors have come together to sue not only OpenAI, but also Facebook parent company Meta, citing copyright infringement. The claim from these three is that the company's AI systems were improperly and illegally trained by exposing them to datasets that include illegal copies of their works. And that case has not yet been resolved. But it is safe to say that the fight over AI technology is kicking into high gear now, with leaders all across the world trying to determine how to keep this advancement in technology safe and in line. OpenAI founder Sam Altman has himself called for regulations on the technology. However, his arguments have mainly focused on things like the technology getting out of hand and turning against humanity. Now, as we know more about this lawsuit and this story, we will be sure to update you guys right here on the show. But now getting into rapid news, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck off the coast of Alaska, triggering a tsunami warning for southern Alaska, though that warning was halted hours later. And 20-year-old Carlos Alcaraz beat four-time defending champion Novak Djokovic in the men's singles tournament at Wimbledon, winning his second Grand Slam title. But now getting into good news for today, and really this is just a heartwarming story all around. A milkman in a town in England has just retired after 47 years of work for the town. He had been delivering milk for 47 years. And even at the time, right up until his retirement, he was delivering milk to 600 houses a week. So he was still very much in business when he decided to retire. And really, the thing that triggered his retirement was his milk truck of several decades breaking down beyond repair. And despite being 65 years old, he wasn't set to receive his pension for another year. And so what the town did 
was they held a fundraiser for him for him he had been a part of this community for all that time for 47 years he had worked for that town he knew everybody in the community and so they wanted to help him as much as possible they held that fundraiser and raised over 15,000 english pounds for this milkman to get him all the way through until his pension came in for his retirement now this is just incredible and really it just goes to show how much he was loved in that community and he really was by you know human by dog really like he would carry dog treats with him down the street and so even the dogs in the neighborhood loved him and got really excited when he came walking down the street or when he came driving along and so it was just a community effort to make sure that he could live comfortably and that he didn't have to worry about a thing until his pension came through just an absolutely warm-hearted gesture from this community and really shows the togetherness that they have and the appreciation they have for this guy it's incredible it's absolutely incredible it's a story that absolutely warms my heart and i hope you guys enjoyed it as well and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode overall now we will be back here tomorrow morning for an episode of eye on the ball followed by an episode of idiots in the news on wednesday but until then make sure you join us on clubhouse again link in the show notes as always those rooms at 2 p.m eastern standard time and we will see you tomorrow morning have a great start to your week you guys bye